<laughs> Welcome to episode 178 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. Unless you are the co-host, you probably want to switch off already. Alrighty, I'm your host, Mick, the man who puts class in cl- classic narcissist. He looks up his own stats on my cricket. <laughs> now let me introduce you to the rest of the team. Next up is the Ballerines answer to Tim Zoa. Welcome, David. 178 and last, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Next up is the Ballerines 53rd best leg spinner. Welcome, Alex. Hello, everyone. Happy to be here. It's good to be halfway through the podcast after you click record, Nick. It's good. (laughs) And lastly is the Central Goldfields answer to Robert D. Costello carrying a compass. Welcome, Roscoe. (laughs) Deeks. Thank you, Mick. Good to be here. I'd just like to say we've gone past um, uh, David Gower's highest test score now, so that's ah, good. I go. made that up. I don't know. Probably. I was going to say, probably surely you would make more than that. Double, surely. Yeah, Dublay. I don't know. Dublay. Welcome, one and all, yeah, to the Frederick Harold. <laughs> Welcome to the Frederick Harold Sock Company Studios. This is a tight ship production. No, it's not. Brought to you by Big Bug <laughs> Enterprises. Alrighty, so uh, we're going to start off with a bit of Aussie cricket news. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the um, about some TV rights news that crossed my desk uh, during oh, the week. So on, it on, doesn't involve on, Channel 7 and it doesn't involve them having oh. a fucking win. So we're not going to talk about those wind and bunch of cunts. We're going to talk about Disney Star, who have acquired the rights to broadcast all men's and women's international cricket played in Australia back into India. So they will be the Indian oh. broadcast partner. So they've signed a seven-year deal with Cricket Australia. They'll broadcast, like I said, all the international men's and women's, as well as the Big Bash, uh, the KFC Men's Big Bash League, and the Weber Women's Big Bash League. So they wow. will cover that for the next seven years. Disney Star will take over from Sony, who have held the Australian rights since 2017-18 summer. But in mm. June, Disney Star also won the TV broadcast rights for the IPL for the next five seasons, which they paid just a little bit over three billion US dollars for. So, Jesus. wow, fucking we! <laughs> yeah. And we were cock a hoop when we got a billion for six years or whatever. Yeah, it was. that's what a fucking demanding twenty comp. Yeah. Like Jesus yeah. Christ! It just shows you the money that like from an Indian point of view, actually is involved in the IPL and obviously the sponsorship dollars the TV will get and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Yes, Alex. So I didn't realise Disney had acquired Star Sports. Yeah. So that's a big thing. Disney Disney even being a larger conglomerate of everything Mm. now, entertainment-wise, it goes through a telly. Um, Also, I wonder how much of that $3 billion will go to grassroots cricket. And when I say grassroots cricket, I mean premier and grey cricket around Australia and only Premier and Great Cricket. Well, the three billion is coming to Australia team. anyway. That's oh, what? IPL. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's what they pay for the IPL. Yeah. That's not what oh, they okay. I was like, fuck it. Australian you know, rights. Like, I don't know. Like, I can't have hundred uh, grand. <laughs> it won't be that much. <laughs> can't it's going to be that much. I know, like, we will play India at some stage. We'll talk about it a little bit mm. further further down in the podcast. But um, there's no Indian players in the BBL. I don't think is there any in the in the W. Uh, I think they, I were, they, the they were last year. Yeah, Harbour Creek played. Yeah, okay. yeah, India toured and they stayed on for the WBBL. Okay. But they mm. don't let the men play, so there's not going to be the, the interest. I know India's cricket mad anyway, but I don't think it'll generate the interest in the BBL without the Indian players. So 
It'd be interesting um, to see if a lot it'd of be the, interesting um, the dollar figure is, but didn't get released. Oh, I didn't get released. Uh, no. the, if more Indian uh, female players come to the WBBL yeah. again, quite possible. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they don't have a women's IPL currently. No, they have a little separate... challenger thing. Yeah, with about six games or something with four teams or three teams or something rather. Mm. Yeah, they've had it a few times. I think that's the next step. IPL itself is looking to because they went to two extra teams. Expanding their season, they think it will expand or go longer. So, Jeez, uh, yeah, well, full BBL playing, death they're not boy. playing each other home and away. They've got um, oh, okay. some teams okay. want something twice because they went up to ten teams from eight to ten. So there's a possibility, obviously, then of expanding up to nineteen. Uh, sorry, eighteen home and away games. But they think okay. they might step it out and go sixteen a couple of years time and then up to eighteen. So it'll just go for longer, like um, yeah. blank out Off all the of BBL April and May. Hopefully it um, doesn't get as long as last time. Last year's Ross, it was split over. Oh, eight yeah. <laughs> had a big break of COVID in the middle. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was good, wasn't it? Eight months yeah. and 16 separate countries, think, the IPL was take, played. You <laughs> take so much interest in it. That was actually not the one that's finished, gone. It's the one before that. Yeah. Oh, right. shit. There's been one yeah. since. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's good to see the IPL will do a slow heat death like the universe and the BBL has done mm. so far by just expanding it out until it becomes irrelevant. Oh, but they've got the market well, for it and they've got the money. They're getting three yeah, billion. And they got, the, they, got the, they got the interest. So, yeah. yeah. I don't think they're having a fucking court battle with their yeah. TV uh, company over the quality going, Yeah. Your pro- their their not chess good players enough. are being forced to play in it. So it's yeah, working yeah. out all right. Oh, uh, yeah. There's a fucking window, isn't there? Of course. It's never going to fail because you could just no. have every star in world cricket but, playing. But the other thing is they've got the most money. Apparently, one third of all money in cricket is in the IPL. Oh, fantastic. That's what yeah. you want. Private no, owners. The, the, yeah, they've yeah. got private owners. They they never tour uh, India, clear their own schedule. So they've got all the test players. And it's not in their peak season. It was It's on the shoulder of their season. So they sort of found a little right spot for it. In a sense, perhaps the problem with the BBL is that they play it in the middle of when the tests are always played. Yeah, when there's actual other cricket on. Yeah. Real cricket. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. So, uh, speaking one of. One Day Internationals, that's what you mean. Of, you say yeah, real, yes, cricket, real yeah. cricket. Man speaking in pajamas, of uh, One Day Internationals and some of the games that Disney Star have actually purchased, we're going to talk yeah. about <laughs> the upcoming Top End Tour and some, oh. and some Australian team news surrounding that. So, um, the pair of spinners, uh, Mitch Swepson and Matthew Kuhneman, backup keeper Josh Inglis and Jahai Richardson have all been left out of the current squad. They all to Ugh. Sri Lanka for those playing at home. What did Jahai um, do in Sri Lanka? I can't remember. Fuck all. But he was there yeah. apparently. So. Great yeah. coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting uh, to see Kuhneman dropped after being picked yeah, and played right. a bit. Yeah, it looked okay. Maybe he's not that good. Back, um, yeah, so that's why Swepson got dropped because Zampa's back to bowl full bang. You can only have fucking one. Yeah, yeah. Bowling um, on leg, hoping for singles. You know. can't have they, too many of those. Uh, Kane Richardson's <laughs> also uh, gotten over his hamstring but was left out of the squad, so he's going to have to earn his way back. Stripes. Mm. Yep. Mm. Weight of wickets. Hopefully he'll yes. earn his way back <laughs> in. Yep. So Just the Aussies go back play... to domestic and take a hatful. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So the Aussies will play three. Will play a three-game ODI series against Zimbos in Townsville, starting on August 28th. For those playing at home, that's only a few days away. Um, and then they will play New Zealand in Cairns for three fixtures as well, starting yeah. September the sixth. 
It's about four weeks away, mate. Yeah, it's a few days. days. Yeah. Come on, no, mate. Like, you make a good oh, point. Let's go to the Oxford Dictionary and look uh, up the definition of a few. Right. Why don't it's a few many days away. Is a that few better? weeks away. Yeah. <laughs> Back up your host, Ross. Give him okay. a go. I was just going to say, next month, which sounds a strange thing to say, next month the summer of cricket starts. Yep. Mm. Officially? Officially. Yeah, summer, well, the top end tour. In Australia. Top end tour. Tour. Yeah, and um, so, I think because it's in Townsville, you can correct me if I get this wrong. I believe there's going to be a bit of a tribute to Andrew Simons at that, that is correct. first ODI. So there that will be. Nice. be. So mm-hmm. yeah, all the matches will be played at the Riverway Stadium in Townsville when there is a dedication and a bit of a tribute to Andrew Simons that is planned as part of the series. So I'm not sure if it'll be a couple of massive murals like they did over in Gaul for Warney, um, mm. but we'll wait and see what the plan is for that. What was that stadium called, Mick? Sorry? Uh, Gaul. Oh, no, Riverway <laughs> is the Riverway. one in Townsville. Is that the old TIO one? Um, no. Oh, it's different. Oh, it? TIO's in Darwin. Yeah. I have a feeling I didn't around the grounds on it. Yes, it was, was it called the Tony Island Stadium? Yeah, which is yeah, a car dealership. Which is a car dealership. Yep. Yep. Mm. That's just we're yeah. we're a yeah. world power in Australia, aren't we? Oh yeah. A car, local car dealership sponsoring our stadiums. Money's money, Alex. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure it, there's already been international cricket played at this stadium too, like a PNG versus someone game. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was one or two, I think, in World mm. Cups. Yeah. yeah. Well, these particular games will be the first one-day matches played in Australia since December 2020. Wow. And Damn. they will also be the last, the last. match they will play as part of this ODI Super League, which determines the qualification oh. for the upcoming 50-over World Cup in India. So oh. uh, the Aussies currently sit eighth. In the Super League standings with 70 points from their 12 matches. If they if everything goes the way they want, these could get them a hundred points as well, which they're hoping will come if the ICC approves that the Aussies get all the points against the Sappers because the Sappers have effectively forfeited uh... by refusing to tour. So um, we'll see what happens there. Jeez, cool boy make it. South Africa with those three. The, the cutoff is May or something next year, and they couldn't find a time. Uh, obviously, the IPL is on in April, May, so they're out. They couldn't find a time to play three one-day games um, after they pulled out of January. But And the Sappers are sitting quite low at the minute in these one-day rankings. Mm. If they go to the qualifying and then they don't make it, I mean, you'd back yourself in to win the qualifying. Um tournament being South Africa. But if they don't, like, imagine if they weren't at the World Cup. That's massive. Imagine the amount of money they won't get if they don't make the World Cup. And it's hard to argue that they're not one of the best 12 one-day teams. But anyway, I think they're taking a big risk. Yep. I'd argue it. Fuck them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe they don't care about 50 over cricket. Maybe I don't not. think they care about any cricket. So. Yeah, I was say. That's, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they care about international cricket at all. But, yeah. What's the once yeah, we go was... back to the days of being isolated from everyone, just playing domestic cricket. Allegedly. Yeah, okay. Against world just, just 11s the, and shit. Just the cricketing sense of it, not yeah. the rest of it. Yeah, okay. Uh, play with themselves, as they say in the classic. But the Sappers not playing international cricket is about on par with the Germans not going to the Olympics back in the day. But anyway, um, so the next ODI <laughs> series will be, uh, we'll take on New Zealand as well um, at Kazali Stadium in Cairns. Uh, up, up there. Uh, 
These are yes, these are <laughs> re, these are rescheduling of those matches meant to go to New Zealand at the start of the year, uh, and uh, COVID restrictions and all that said. Uh, 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 well, we I hope the Australians go. really get in there and fight for these uh, yeah. ODIs. Yeah. In there and fight out there and Adam, show them your might. Yeah, what they'll be doing. Um, One day in September, I'm assuming this because <laughs> there's three, three days, three in, days September. in September. Three, three days, days in September. September. <laughs> we want to remember. <laughs> um, Mick, big question. I know you'll have a big answer for me. Have the Kiwis or whoever's got it putting the Chapel Hadley oh, up shit. for grabs? Well, that's Cairns. that is a very good question, and the answer mm. is. Yeah, because I've got this because I've been inside. Mm. I've been talking to the people in the know. Been in the office, and no the, COVID yeah, been protocols in the office, in and there. went in, rapped on the door, and said, "Excuse <laughs> me, interim chairman," and said, "My <laughs> mates want to know who is going to put up this trophy." And he said, "I don't know." And I said, "Fair enough." And I walked out. So I don't know no. if it's being put up or not. So no. we're going to work on the yeah. theory that we're hosting and we're not cowards, so we probably will put it up. Yeah. So well, do we it. have it? I should. Oh, oh, I don't reckon it's been New put Zealand up for like New Zealand probably don't even have a trophy cabinet. They don't hold trophies that long. They just put them in a fucking drawer somewhere and then give them back after a few months. That's how it the works. Week, so. Oh, no. Last time we tried to play New Zealand, yeah, obviously that was the, the previous time. But the time before that, it was a week after the Women's World World 2020 at MCG. Yeah. Just before the world locked down. And oh, we, played, yes. we played the Kiwis on the Friday at a behind closed doors at the SCG. Yeah. And then they meant to play again Sunday at the SCG. But after the Friday game, they flew home, I'm pretty uh, sure. Yeah. They only played the one game. So the Chapel Hadley might have been up for grabs then, but wasn't decided, obviously. With, with now some bloke at the Sydney airport's got it in his back shed. Yeah, that's it. Yes, David. Uh, if we believe Wikipedia, which we have done for 178 episodes. Yep. Um, yeah. Australia is the current holder of the Fuck trophy, yeah. and it will be put up in the month of September. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, I was hoping September. for Schrodinger's Chapel Hadley, so you don't know until the thing's decided <laughs> whether we won it or not, whether it's been put up or not. You know, uh, that's disappointing, David. We could have rambled there for another fifteen minutes. About <laughs> yeah, our recollections of previous great series of one day cricket between Australia and New Zealand, and who got the trophy, and whether it'd been up for grabs or not, and called the Kiwis cowards for not putting it up during the twenty fifteen World Cup final. Yeah, I'm straight. Uh, it's um, yeah. it's funny you bring up Schrodinger's trophy again because yep. that reminds me of the Schrodinger's winners check at there was a Australia versus India versus someone else try series. I want to say in 0405. Yeah. And after Australia won the final, they were told that there was actually no prize money for the event. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, when Australia won, it, if India won it, the prize money would have been there. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think so. Yep. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> For those of the oh, same like guys the Bangladesh Premier League didn't play didn't pay any of the players. <laughs> uh, uh, Brad Hodge is still tracking down that boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that, Hodge. Yeah, I got yeah. some magic beans you might want to fucking play as well, mate. Um, so speaking, so the ODI uh, squad for the Zimbos uh tour, assume it's probably for the New Zealand tour as well. Um, is Aaron Finch will skip uh, uh Sean Abbott is in Ashton Agar. Alex Carey, Too Tall, Cameron Green, Noni Hazelwood, The Flying Lasagna, Manus Lubbershane, The Bison, Mitch Marsh, uh, The Big Joe, Glennie Maxwell, uh, Steve Smith, Mick Stark is going to be playing in those as well, uh, Big Stoyness and Dave Warner and Adam Zampa round out the bat squad. 
So there's a few notable outs. Not really, because there's not really any notable players in ODI cricket. So, um, yeah. But Paddy Cummins isn't playing, but he plays whenever he wants anyway, so that's fine. But, yeah. Yep. I read an interesting thing, Mick, that um, I said last episode that that five-game ODI series against uh, Sri Lanka was the first one since 2019. It, you know why it was five games? Because it wasn't part of the ODI Super League. Ah, you know, that would make... about, oh, that out? The Super League's all over the shop. Yeah. How are you allowed to run the Super League? And you know, everyone's complaining, oh, there's too much ODI cricket, Ben Stokes retired, all this sort of stuff. It's like, we just went and played a five-game series that wasn't part of the ODI Super Leagues. Oh. Yeah, I reckon there's been about four or five series across you know, international cricket that haven't been either part of the Test Championship or the mm, ODI Super yes. League. They just play games, but they don't, they're meaningless now. I know COVID has forced some of the hand on that, can only get a certain team to tour or something. Anyway, well, like the last years, it's fine. You can use COVID as an excuse. Yeah, it's probably yeah, legit. Yeah. That's fine. Forget it. Don't worry about it. But this, uh, why did we go to Sri Lanka and play these five ODIs when we could have just played three? Why was it not part of the ODI Super League? You know, why are we playing Zimbabwe now when we were in Sri Lanka? Like, if we need to play a certain number of series... Have we uh, already played Sri Lanka in the time period? Most probably. Yeah, Yeah, I'd imagine some bullshit like that. But if that's the case, just don't fucking play them. We're now good international cricket yeah. Um, community yeah. members Australia are so we probably just did it for being nice guys we're the Care Bears we're better than New Zealand pretty much in that front now I think mm. did it so the murals didn't go fucking unnoticed so you know yeah. well I know why we couldn't play a third test uh, after the second test not enough murals no Pakistan were there the next weekend playing it. Ah. And they, they, need they, the they need a week to paint over the mural and put something mm. else up. Yeah. <laughs> like show a back tar and fucking someone else. He's not the Jababu Hakbatter. They're going to play the fourth test, which is on this weekend in Colombo, but something happened. And so they played four tests on four consecutive weekends in Gaul. Jesus, the groundskeeper must be guys, really no cool. hair left. Just all falling out. <laughs> the fucking Gaul of them, eh? Bloody hell. Yeah. What is it? Anxiety um, alopecia? Yeah. Where your hair yeah. falls out? Is it That's the one. That's what I've got. Ball. Oh, do you? Yeah, look at it. I got it on my balls. Um, so <laughs> got it on your balls. You're the luckiest man alive. Stress related <laughs> alopecia. It's just in the nether region. That's it. No worries. <laughs> so speaking of blokes with no hair on their balls, Ross mentioned it before. Ben Stokes has retired from ODI cricket. So um, he will retire as one of the absolute middle of the range players to ever play international <laughs> ODI cricket. Um, so, to New put Zealand it into, superstar, though. To put it into perspective for everyone playing at home that wants to tell us how fucking fantastic this big redheaded prick is, he had a batting average of 38.99 and a bowling average of 42.39, which means technically he is not a fucking all-rounder because his yes. bowling average is bigger than his batting average. So he is just some prick who bats and bowls a lot. Yes, the, uh, Roscoe. The 38 as a batting average in ODI cricket is passable. Yeah. Because, um, uh, you know, good test batsman average 50, good ODI batsman average 40 was an old saying from years ago. But 42... Double it at 32. That's another one. you got to remember. Shut up. <laughs> 42 as a bowling average is terrible. Yeah, if it was 32, good. you'd be okay. That's fair enough. Now, the one that gets me, Mo Ali. I pointed this out to you during the week. He's played, what was it, 
85 ODIs and taken 91 wickets, an average of 51. <laughs> what the hell? In test cricket, he's played something like 64 tests, taken 120 wickets at 33. It's like, what? It's just absolute now, fodder. Now, <laughs> now for, for those playing home, to put Stokes into perspective, so this is an Australian player who is a similar player to Ben Stokes, Mr. Shane, Mr. Shane Watson. He averaged with the bat 40.54, also opened the batting in a great deal of ODIs as well. Which with the really pill, similar. so Shane Watson, Mr. Straight Up and Down, nothing too special with the pill, averaged 31.8, so 11 runs less than Ben Stokes. He also won two World Cups where Ben Stokes was awarded one. We won't say won it because that's fucking bullshit because we know he didn't win it. <laughs> I was surprised to read that he only played 105 ODIs. He's, his first ODI was in 2011. It's only 10 a year. Yeah, but you notice that with the Australian players too. Like Steve Smith, if he played, Ricky Ponting played 350 ODIs or something. Steve Smith's played like 120 or something. It's bizarre. Like they just don't play the volume and they yeah. also skip them. They don't schedule the volume and they also skip them. Yeah. Yeah. The T20s at Eden for that as well. So, like, back yeah, in the day, yeah. we'd play you tests add those two together. and a fuckload of ODIs. Now you play, yeah, play tests, ODIs, every... and T20s. Yeah, yeah, you played 10 games every summer. Uh, if you add the T20s and the ODIs together, you'd probably get yeah. what blokes like Ponting and Steve Waugh used to play in. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Alex. Um, just like Joffrey Archer invented um, fast bowling, seems like Stokes has invented retiring from ODIs. Like, it's, I mean, it's happened before, and we haven't had this absolute calamity about the state of the game. Again, the state of the game has come up again. It's No one's going to watch it. Oh, well, let's get rid of ODIs because one guy retired from ODIs to prolong a test career. Yeah, it's happened been... before like a hundred yeah. times. Usman was spruiking that the other day too. You know, ODIs are dead, ODIs are dead. It's like, mate, you're so desperate to play for Australia. You should be putting your hand up for fucking anything, mate. You should be trying to get a format taken out. You should be getting, trying to get more fucking added in. You should be trying to get the in, you should be trying to get indoor cricket fucking uplifted so you can play that as well, Usman. Because get mate, the coins. You, get, you get older and you get your chance of getting less and less, buddy. So I wouldn't want to kill a format if you if I was you. I'd be putting as much life back in that format as possible. Well, I think the thing that's uh, well not going to stop one day cricket is there's a World Cup. I mean, if the World yeah. Cup goes, then yeah. it will go. My radical tip for the year, which you guys heard earlier, but I'll wow you with it again, the <laughs> Olympic soccer is for under 23s. Yep. So maybe under 23 is a bit young to cut it off for cricket, but maybe something like under 28. Under 28. Right. And then, then, then the test matches can be like the Croxton. They can be over 28. Yeah, over 28. <laughs> Join the exclusive club. Play test cricket. Over 28 only. Yeah. Also, I think it used to be the West Ivan no first 11, I think, over 28. She had to be over 28 to get in. Now you have to be yeah. fucking under 28 to get in. Over 28 or under 17. Nothing in between. Yeah, nothing in between. That's, that's what yeah. you want for a really good yeah. cricket side. Kid, Real old blokes, old blokes and Yeah. yeah. Um, Mark my words, I'm putting it out here into the ether. I will actually do some research properly and work out whether test cricket or cricket in general is actually in decline like we've heard for the last 30 years. I don't believe it. No, it's I not. I just think cause... people get old and then just someone says well, it in some fucking talk media thing and then everyone follows that. The, the names and numbers on the back of test shirts are supposed to be the final yeah, number. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, you know what's changed? Six those... ball overs were meant to be the death <laughs> of it too. 
Yeah. <laughs> no but the whack has no always balls. been quick before today. <laughs> Earlier when it they, was quicker. Today it's not so quick. When they got rid of back foot, no balls, that was <laughs> and DRS, DRS is gonna kill test yeah. cricket. Um the other thing, Alex, is it's actually true that test cricket has been in decline for the last 30 years. In what facet? No, it's just lack of interest. Uh, it's boring. Okay. And you know what's changed but at like, all? Don't. Do you know what's changed? Well, this is serious. Do you know what's changed at all? Steve Smith. Vaping. No. no. Basball. The last three nah. months. He's turned around 30 years of decline <laughs> in three months. It, it was like this. He's going downhill for 30 years. Baz comes yeah. on. just fucking yeah. arced it straight out of its <laughs> fucking plums out of the depth in three months. Got 30 years coming in this way. You've got three months going out yeah. It's back to where it was in 1970. Oh, great. <laughs> Fantastic. And suddenly, like... test cricket because of one bloke, Barry McCollum. The um, Premier Cricket player at the Wacker balls a fizzing around their nose now, suddenly, just because of Basball. The pitch has got life back in it. The Wacker. He just screamed out of the megaphone, play a natural game, and he fixed all of world cricket. The the clay heard of Basball and just (laughs) sparked up and said, oh, (laughs) stop being turgid. And I'll be lively again. Absolutely. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to stop being what I've been for the last few years. I'm going to get some life into me. Exactly. Next thing you know, Kevin Mitchell Jr. will come out of his grave and fix the game. <laughs> Zombie Kevin Mitchell Jr. <laughs> Imagine the pitch he could do with his dad being a zombie as well. Zombie yeah, Kevin Mitchell Senior and Kevin yeah. Mitchell Junior together yeah. working on the same oh. fucking square. On the same zombie lawnmower. The same dunghill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they're just gonna kick the footballers off. That's the main thing. And they yeah. reckon they can because the Olympics are coming. Basball yeah. meets Mitchell pitch. <laughs> it's the uh, irresistible force meets the immovable object. object. <laughs> Another thought. What's the, what are they called? The, the, um, the immovable object is the curator. <laughs> no, you can't come on. Yes. The <laughs> no, I couldn't possibly start a game of cricket. Think of the turn. Hang on, hang on. The pitch what, to what do you mean? First of all, you want to do some footy training. No, I've got an Ashes pitch to prepare for November. Get off. <laughs> it might rain later today, so we couldn't possibly play cricket. <laughs> Roping off the whole ground. <laughs> Anyway, you can have one metre inside the fence. Mm. You can run a lap. Ben Stokes, he invented retiring from ODI cricket. It's good to hear. <laughs> yeah, so good luck to him in whatever he chooses to do with his life. I'm sure he will punch above his weight doing it. Um, so we'll move <laughs> on from there to the uh, to a little bit more fixture talk, which can make Ross so happy. So um, upcoming border Gavaskar Trophy, which for those playing at home is between India and Australia, um, is going to be stretched out to be a five-test series in the new ICC Future Tours program. Good. So this kids, yes. so this next batch of Future Tours is from May 2023 through to April 2027. So this will be the first time since 1992 that India and Australia will be playing a five-test series. So um, wow. India will come to Australia for the 24-25 summer. That's when we will play this five-test series. And we will return to India in early 2027. 20, Obviously, probably April, I'm guessing, right at the end of this fixture to play uh, a five-test series as well. Both series will be part of the next two World Test Championships as well. So, We're going yeah. to India coming up too, Mick. Yeah. As always, we're all Can't stay away. Yeah. 
Yeah, just like know. February or something. I, I think being Lee's in, in, in charge of the um in charge of the future tours program is off the India all the time. There's only two Bollywood series films. worth watching. Let's be honest, right? As yeah. an Australian, there's two series worth watching versus India and versus yeah. England. Yeah. We beat everyone else at home, and then any time we go overseas, we get beat. So it's not worth watching. Yeah. So yeah, just have. It's good that they've bought in five tests for those that series. Yes. Yeah. And speaking of India and England, as you say that, um, David, they will also be stretching out their test series to five tests as well. So in um, early 2024, uh, India will play England at home and then they'll play them away in 2025 in England and they will both be five test series as well. So between those three countries, we will all be playing each other in five test series so, Brilliant. Yeah. I think they should bring back the six test series, Mick. Just good. so we can have draws. Yeah. 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 Series draw. No one gets anything on your bike. Well, six, six, six draws. All for that. We know that's how we get the watered stuff. So he'll come up with some way that even though it's even at the end, he somehow gets some silverware that he doesn't deserve. So good on <laughs> yeah. Six test match of boundary countbacks. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> I wonder with those five test series, how they're jamming in. You reckon five consecutive weekends? Start the I first test be. on a, a Wednesday. Nah, there'll be a two week break in the middle somewhere. somewhere. There always is. Mm. No way. They'll have to put some 2020s in there in two yeah, weeks. Yeah, true. Mm. Or it's ODI Super League, but it's gone bust. So yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. State of cricket's in. You know. Uh, you know who they need to come and fix one day cricket? As no, you might, he's already he's fixed. That, <laughs> yeah, he's already fuck, he's already fixed. Buddy, yeah. women's cricket. He's going to yeah, go fix men's point. now. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's nice. We're going to play me five tests. That's really good. So from there, we're gonna... I wish both teams all the best. Yeah, Nick. Good on them. Yeah. Uh, so from there, we're going to talk a bit of domestic cricket. Um. So we're going to talk a little bit of BBL draft. So for those playing at home, we talked about the draft uh, last episode. They have done the lottery. So they've uh, pulled the ping pong balls and assigned the picks for the upcoming draft. So um, in a move that will make everyone around the world gleefully happy, the Melbourne Renegades have won the right to the first pick in the draft. So uh, they had a big chance of getting the number one selection and they got it. So um, it was the Stars and the Heat, other three teams in the lottery for the uh, first pick. So, um, yeah, so the Stars were, they get the second pick and the Heat get the third pick. Um, so Were they, next, were they so both a 25% chance of getting the first pick or are they a 30 I don't 20? know. I could yeah, not interesting. Tell you, Alex. That would be very interesting to find out, Alex. I think a deep dive into how many balls are in that bucket. Would yeah. be not enough well time in a fortnight, mate. No, I'm already doing state of cricket. So, yeah, sorry. All I know is the way the Renegades work is that this will be a Len Bias situation where they'll draft someone and he will OD on cocaine two days later and not <laughs> the play. First cricket and an yeah, OD this, on this is what it's like. It's what the OD on Southern yeah. Comfort. If, like, the Rene- yeah. if the Renegades are going to do anything, <laughs> that's what the Renegades are going to do. So, um, so one of the, the big surprises... gold overdose. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Roscoe, you got, you got your hand up. <laughs> Oh, you want, oh, that's you want, good. You just yeah. want to cough on you, mate. That's good content right there. 
That'll be um, our clip for the podcast awards, just for us coughing. <laughs> just a compilation of me coughing during this episode. I was going to say, uh, any truth me to the rumour that I've heard that the Renegades are going to take Reese Topley with pick number one? Well, after, <laughs> after those figures in that ODI, you'd be mad fucking not to, really. You've got to retain him. They're going to use their pick to retain him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To be fair, they probably have to because they haven't got anyone else to fucking retain. Nah. Shamsy. <laughs> so, um... So the big, the big probably could be viewed as the big winners of the draft were the Sydney Sixers, who only had a 13% chance of picking up the fourth pick. And they did after they oh, were the runners-up last year. Rigged. Yeah. Yep. They always rigged. been rigged. Eddie McGuire's involved somehow. Yeah. The uh, Adelaide Strikers got picked five, and they will use that most likely to retain Afghanistan superstar Rashad Khan. Uh, the reigning premiers, the Scorchers, um, who only had one entry in the second lottery, they will get pick six. The Thunder will get pick seven, and the Hobart Hurricanes will get pick eight. So they were dead stone motherless in that Interesting situation. Hobart Hurricanes, Mick, I saw during the week that uh, Ricky Ponting has taken over as head of strategy down there. Yeah, and he's a, a nice um, coaches and all kinds of stuff, apparently. So. Yeah, nice vague title, which means he can yeah. basically do whatever he wants. I think it's really he's just the godfather of Hobart cricket. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got a statue at the ground, doesn't he? Yes. I think he he does. If he doesn't, he should. He should have. Yeah. He should have two, perhaps. Hopefully it's not as bad as uh, Shane. Warns one outside the G. Oh, that's oh, terrible. Yeah, that's like I said, you can't sculpt nor draw Shane Warne. It's impossible. I just you can't get do it. Like, Everyone I've seen has been hideous. You walk around that ground and you look at the others and they're so fucking good. Yeah. It's fucking terrible. It's so bad. Yeah. Even Kevin like, Bartlett's is great. Yeah. And yeah. Like, they're all like, they're actually all quite good. Like you go around the other side and there's like a Lee Matthews one and all that. And they look, yeah, yeah, okay, that's Lee Matthews. Yeah, yeah no worries. Shane Warne one looks like a bloke. It doesn't look, it looks, it kind of does look like Shane Warne in the series. It looks like a bloke who just rolled out of the Royal to come over to the ground, which is what Shane Warne did look like in his time. Yeah. But it doesn't quite look like Shane Warne. I don't know what that no, is. I don't, I don't know where that, that sculpt did he take. Do you have a flip phone? And that's where he took the photos of Warne. So that's how he got the idea of what he looked like. It was in the flip phone era, yeah. I'm pretty sure. So quite possibly. It's like, look how good the camera is on my razor. And then he goes, oh, maybe. Motorola Razor. I had one yeah. of them. Um, I had one of them too. Yeah, nice. never had all the cool kids had them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, never had a Razor. Damn. Yeah, boring. <laughs> the, uh, he Loser. appointed Jeff Vaughan as coach. And uh, Ricky Ponting brought us some good points about the IPO. I think it was Kawaja too. Um, Ponting said he wasn't sure where the CA were heading with the um, BBL because um, he said they made the season the same length as the IPL, but they're not paying IPL dollars. So they're not getting the quality of players, which was a very yeah, good point. Yeah, but they're also not getting IPL TV rights and all the other money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and for, think, and clean air either. So they've got to compete yeah, with yeah. people playing international cricket literally everywhere. So yes, I think what he was saying was, and I did a bit of analysis of this previously. Um, other than the um, uh, English T Twenty Blast cricket, which is county, not franchise. All the other franchise cricket around the world, like the PSL and the BPL, um, the Caribbean Premier League, they're all like in that six to eight games. They don't oh, actually okay. play that many games. The tournament only goes for about three to four weeks because they play six or eight yeah. uh, sort of league games and then into yeah. some finals. So they're a month. Done. Yeah. The 100 is the same. Yeah. Uh, whereas the only one that's gone full-blown 14 games or you know, anywhere near that level 
IPL and BBL. And you can see why the BBL is suffering. It's been said for a little while. But yeah, Ponting was sort of not too subtly saying, you know, what do you want out of it? Because uh, you're giving us this 14-game season, but if you're not going to pay the dollars, like they reckon Faf Duplessis, nominated for the draft, is just going to play the first six games and he's going to set back to South Africa. Yeah. The problem too is like, I think that that's where like the TV rights are killed it because channels yeah. all that are demanding more. Where So you can't yeah. have the old system where it was everyone once plus an extra yeah, rival. to have, to have yeah. two derbies. Like, you know, the Melbourne sides play each other twice, Sydney sides play each other twice. And, so and that's fair enough. Channel 7 have paid for a 14-game season. Yeah, You need to give it to them unless they're going to negotiate their way out. But the, the Channel 7 have been sort of, not assholes better, but decide they want to stick to their guns on it. Mm. And CA are just going to keep having to give them a 14-game season, it seems. Yeah. Until they sign a new TV rights deal, which I imagine won't be with Channel 7. Jeez. Well, it'd be kind of weird if they're still in legal battles. Like, yeah, yeah, no, Rose, you've still got the best tender. Perfect. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it again, eh? Let's fucking listen to what Andy Murray and Jason Bennett have to fucking say, eh? <laughs> let's, keep, let's keep that going. Maybe uh, Cricket Australia could return serve with, oh, we, we've had in our deal here that you give us good commentary. Yeah, yeah. Jason <laughs> Go through the fine yeah. print. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be very uh, interesting to see what happens in the new TV rights deal because, um, on a different, like on a horizontally uh, aligned topic. So the AFL rights are coming up soon, and a number of the um, platforms getting involved are streaming services. So Paramount Plus is talking about bidding for the AFL rights in conjunction with one of the TV channels and things like that. So it'll be very interesting to see um, if Channel 7 do try to fuck all this up, whether one of the other streaming platforms tries to get involved as well, which is very, very interesting. That would annoy the shit out of me because currently I have all the sport I care about on one app. And if half the sport yeah. fucks off to another app, I'm going to lose it. Oh, first world mm. problems, eh, Alex? Mark, why? Oh, I'll take it all back. Next year we complain the rainbows on your fucking PC don't have enough colours, you poor bastard. But anyway. It doesn't go to violet. It just stops <laughs> and it goes back to yellow. Where's violet? It's indigo again. All righty. So we'll finish off the bit of the BBL talk. Uh, yeah, so the draft. Uh, so there's four rounds. So round one and two are in the particular order that I just read out. Uh, round three, they flip it on its head. So the Hobart Hurricanes actually get back to 16 and 17. Then the final round goes back to a traditional order, which means the Renegades get back to back picks of 24 and 25. Yes, Roscoe? That's called a snake draft. Ah, thank you yeah. very much. Yeah. I prefer then, Python. Yeah. So Legless then, lizard draft is my favourite. As favorite. we spoke about, there is tears involved. So <laughs> Eel round, draft. <laughs> round one is platinum players only. Round two is platinum or gold. Round three is gold and silver. Round four is silver and bronze. So I think it's pick 25 where the Renegades will pick Reese Copley in the bronze tier. So, um, Nick, just asking, you didn't mention Electrum. Where did Electrum fit into all of this? It's round five. Round five, all right. So normally Electrum's in between... Uh, platinum and gold, but you know, it's a it's it's Australia way, doing their own thing. Yep, it's not the way BBL works, mate. So, yeah, yep. yes, Roscoe. Oh, you got your, okay, <laughs> you haven't got your hand up. He's angry I for mean, some reason, doesn't know. like electric. <laughs> now, the BBL news, um, and in great sadness to Trent Woodhill, it appears that the X Factor oh, yeah. player and the Bash Boost point will be scrapped. Oh. Power surge will remain, which actually was kind of entertaining, so it's probably good that's sticking around. Um, so for those playing at home, the power surge, which will be sticking around, 
was the two-over period during which the fielding team was only allowed to have two players outside of the inner fielding circle. It's effectively a power play, but you cannot take it until after the 10th over. Yes, Roscoe. Yes, I do like quick info because sometimes they um, push their own agendas, which is good, I think. And I feel like this article has written no mention of Trent Woodhill or anything. Yeah. And it's really just the author's opinion about what they'd like to see happen. And yeah. they've said, um, so not even, they haven't even bothered with sources have suggested. It just said uh, it has um, been, oh, I can't even think what the nice little phrase they used. Uh, yeah. It's been suggested that uh, the power play continue, but the other two will disappear. Yeah. I thought, yeah, because that's, that's what you want. Maybe I'm <laughs> wrong about the decline of cricket. No more. Power whack and X on its way back, you reckon? <laughs> so, no, those are these good, obviously, yeah. objectively good things about cricket, yeah. like power you know whack and X factor. We're going to change the power play to that because that's got connotations of ODI cricket. We don't want that. Nah. It's going to be called. Oh, it's got to be its own brand, doesn't it? No, it's going to be called the Basball Dozen. Yeah, <laughs> Basball Dozen. <laughs> BBD. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to fire up the Basball And both dozen. the umpires have to come together like YMCA yeah. and do B. <laughs> you do a B. That's old, how they signal it. The old Bazzers Dozen, you get 13 of them. <laughs> <laughs> Last half. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the bash boost to those playing home was the one where you would get the um, halfway through the innings, you would get the situation where you had to either make the runs quick or take the wickets quick to get next. That was point. that was a stupid one. That one yeah, where teams could shit. cynically go, "Oh, we're not yeah. going to chase two hundred. Oh, what's the what's the what's halfway point? mark? Yeah. What's a one pointer?" And they go mm. all out and go nine down, trying to get a hundred yeah. in ten overs. Just that fucking was, that dumb. ruined games. Yeah, the other one was pointless. The X factor player. Yeah, and the X factor was effectively where you could name. Yeah, X factor number twelve or thirteenth, and if you wanted to. Um, after the 10th over of the first innings, you could replace that player if you hadn't batted or bowled yet. Yes, David? I'd like them to replace it with live voting. So should Jason Flores face this next ball left-handed? Yes, no. <laughs> and then at the end, it just comes up on the screen and Flores like, fuck, now I've got to bat left-handed for a ball. He's like, I just can't want... even, he can't even bet fucking right-handed ball pretty <laughs> hell. I want a, I want a big lug draft. Like you have to have a big lug play in each eleven, and there's a separate big lug draft of you got to weigh over a hundred kegs to be part of the draft. And it'll bring in like a few big lugs from like grade cricket that are you know never going to get a game. That'll get King killed when they get hit in the head by a good bowler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trent Lawford can, can't make it come back. Oh, yeah, shit, yeah, Bowling bring him all back. Suleiman Ben, he can come back from retirement. I think his knees are shut to bits, old Suleiman Ben. Well, I imagine Trent Lawford's are pretty similar. Mm. Run-up scores are 350 because no one can be fuck chasing the ball. That's <laughs> been like vets cricket. So what the crowds are here for. Just letting them go through for four, just waving them by. There'll, be, bl- there'll be blokes out in, like, the fucking outskirts of the back back of uh, India and stuff, looking for the next seven-foot giant like they do in those movies for basketball and stuff. Trying try <laughs> getting in the big luck draft to try and make some money for him in his village and shit. A big bloke at 140 clicks just... <laughs> oh, he bowls a bit of off. He's getting big, big luck draft. Some bloke with his ass hanging out at the Edamoga pub gets yeah. stuck in <laughs> <laughs> uh, It's a yeah. long ball. I've seen him hit it over yeah. the... Wheat silo. Some bloke with a fucking Andre the Giant like fucking forehead. Just fucking, <laughs> fucking get a helmet on. Fucking Jesus, get one custom made in Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, he'd have to send off to Melbourne to get one custom made. Ah, <laughs> uh, fan fucking fantastic. All right, yeah. So that's the PBL draft. So 
from there, we're going to move on and talk a little bit of, uh, still in the domestic round, but we're going to talk a bit about bit of county cricket. And we're going to check in with Sam Northeast, who probably uh, never imagined that he might one day be mentioned in the same breath as Don Bradman and Brian Lara. But the unsung English batsman has joined the Australian legend and the West Indian maestro in the elite band of batters who have scored 400 in a single first-class innings. So Northwest, who is 32 years old, has never quite got to international cricket, had scored his 21st, uh, scored the 21st century's highest individual score of 410 not out. So he, this was in a uh, counting championship Div 2 match where he was playing for Glamorgan against Leicester on last Saturday. So, um, yeah, fucking hell, eh? So he's made so him and Chris Cook, who would also make 191 not out after this wicket, they would get Glamorgan through five to 795 in reply to Leicester's 584. That bitch didn't have white lines down the fucking middle of it. Jesus. I don't know fucking does. So was it a um, draw? No. So then, <laughs> oh what? Yeah, then Glamorgan rolled Leicester for 183. Mick Nessa. Oh. And Nick Hogan took about four wickets each, and they rolled him, and they fucking won. They rolled him inside 60 overs to win oh the game. Oh, my God. Yeah. Imagine making almost 600 losing by an innings. Imagine oh. West Diamond don't like that shit. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, Imagine how flat that change room would be. Did they um, win on the last day? It must have been the last It was like, yeah, I think it might have been last day. But yeah, they only took 60 overs to roll them. But, oh, that's yeah. so bad. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, so Northeast is now one of only four players to have made uh, 400 in an innings in England. Uh, so that's Lara, who made the 500 odd. Uh, Archie McLaren and Big Graham Hick are the other three. Oh, Graham Hick. Yeah. Um, it's good to see that he shoved it right up his nemesis, Nigel Southwest. Yeah. Um, and he, he just said that gave him the bloody finger yeah. in the fist after in his celebration yeah. for his 400. We owe this That's for you, Nige. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take that. Yeah. yeah. Shove it yeah. up you. Yeah. yeah. Get a dog up here, you bastard. That sort of stuff. <laughs> Real English banter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, some of the scores that are over 400 on that list. Queensland features twice as the team that's had 400 run up against them in one inning by a player. No, Jesus. Twice it's happened at the MCG as well. Oh. So, Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Is it Bill Laurie done it? Uh, Ponsford. Uh, Brad William. Uh, Ponsford twice and Brad oh, Okay. Big Bill made two 400s. No wonder he's got a stand. No wonder he has a stand, exactly. Yeah. Fucking Jesus. 437 against Queensland at Melbourne on the, in 1927. And then... 429 against Tassie in Melbourne, 1923. Oh, two, no of the big, two of the big teams back then, too. Yeah. Tassie would have had fucking 10 blokes to choose from back then. Yeah, I reckon. You, can only fucking, you can only beat who you fucking get put out against. Oh, true. That's, that's, my, that's my opinion on the tyre. He didn't mm-hmm. choose to play Bangladesh. He wasn't out there lobbying to play Bangladesh all the time. He just bet you, to bet you was. <laughs> you don't choose stupid either. <laughs> okay. Did Murrily play county uh, cricket, Mick? Um, I don't know. Did. I was just trying to get us back on the county cricket. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, fuck county. Maybe. All I all I know <laughs> is if I can find someone to stick with me for a few overs, I'd make 400. But anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so from there, we're actually going to move on. We're going to talk about a bit of international cricket. 
So this is a little bit of a sad story, but we're going to touch on it anyway. So this came out today. So a, a brand of cricket or a cricket ball we don't talk about very often, and that is the Scottish Cricket Federation, who the entire board resigned yesterday um, after, after accusations of institutional racism in Jesus. a damning independent review, which is due to be published Monday, which would have been today or tomorrow, possibly um, our time. Uh, so the Board of Cricket Scotland has resigned. We will work in partnership with Sports Scotland with immediate effect to ensure appropriate governance, leadership and support is in place for the sport in the days ahead. Cricket Scotland tweeted on Sunday. The social media bloke kept his job, which is nice. Uh, so the review was commissioned last year by Sports <laughs> Scotland, which is the national funding body, uh, Cricket Scotland. After Scotland's all-time wicket Lead, all-time leading wicket-taker, Midyard Hark, told Sky, Sky Sports News that Cricket Scotland was institutionally racist. Hark picked up 60 wickets for Scotland in 54 ODI matches and 28 wickets in 21 T20Is, but was exiled after he tweeted, always tougher when you're the minority, hashtag colour, hashtag race, after not being selected for a 2015 match. Last year, he told Sky Sports he I was treated like a criminal in the aftermath of the incident. Huck's former teammate, um, Wasim Sheik, um, said he also suffered racist abuse. So in his resignation letter, the interim uh, chief executive of Cricket Scotland Board said he was truly sorry and apologised to everyone who has experienced racism or any other form of discrimination while playing the game in Scotland. So that is uh, a little bit of a worry for Scottish cricket. Um, I wish I had Scottish roots because 60 wickets in 50 games, I reckon I could fucking manage that as well. But, um, yeah, so it is what it is. But um, it's pretty sad for him that he's had to put up with that. Um, they obviously don't play a fucking lot of cricket, but if he's their leading, we can take a full time. Yeah. But, yeah. That is the life of an associate nation. Yeah, well, I get sure as well, mm. so... But you just thought they'd be playing Ireland like fucking every second week. But anyway. Yeah, I don't know actually why. With mm. Netherlands, Ireland and Scotland being geographically fairly close to each other, mm. why they wouldn't be playing every More often. summer through yeah. series, yeah. 20 Yeah, tri-series mm. or, you know, two or both of each other. Like So every year you cock yeah. up um, nine ODIs at least or even more yeah. or whatever. Too hard to play um, cricket in Scotland. Well, That's so many heroes. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, the travel, the travel factor's down. Yeah, just, yeah, they could even go to all travel to a neutral venue somewhere in England. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. So that's disappointing for him. It's taken um, it's taken him a few years. Twenty fifteen was his last match. So it's taken him seven years to get it sorted out. But uh, for his sake, thankfully something's being done. Um, it's a pity that his career ended that way. But yeah, it's there's not much I else you can say about I it. I do remember so. his name. He was a mainstay of the Scottish team. Yeah, yeah. come up. Um, let's see his name. Yeah, New Zealand touring Scotland at the moment. Yes, they are. They're in Ireland and now they've gone to Scotland. And I think they're finishing off with the tour of the Netherlands. Oh, fucking hitting all the home run towns. Like, when was the last time that Scotland played a test status nation? Be a lot, it'd be a World Cup. Did usually get um, Ireland? I know COVID Uh, has hit things, Mm. but no, often um, Australia. 
a touring England team touring England would play like a one-off ODI or a one-off T20. Yeah, okay, I only ever remember them against you know in uh, Ireland, but then again, yeah. Yeah. no, I did play, but it wouldn't be on TV. It wouldn't be covered. So uh, yeah, that's why it's yeah. Like yeah. there'd be so much, like you said, there's so much cricket going on that you don't really even hear about. Yeah, so. Ireland. Um, New Zealand T20 is not in on a TV in Australia. You can't yeah. watch it in Australia. Yeah, watch I knew they were happening though, yeah. but yeah, it just sort of I can't remember it's like Scotland playing Australia at least. Anyway, yeah, um, Dirk Nannis played his one ODI for Australia ah. against Scotland. Okay, oh, so there, a, long, yeah. a long time yeah. ago. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so there's not really much more we can say about that. But we think we will just leave it alone. When we want to start a little bit more lighthearted. So here's a sentence I never thought I would fucking say on our podcast, but um, Botham is getting involved in the NFT game. So um, this one is really hit its peak, oh, fellas. The oh, NFT. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you don't, if you don't think, if you do not believe NFTs are a fucking scam, like I do, I think Bitcoin's a fucking scam too. Um, this is this is it. This is the fucking. This is Fonzie. In a let in the fucking in his yeah. leather jacket jumping in the car. <laughs> this is a fucking this is it. Um yeah. Ian Botham has tweeted out um yesterday. Uh, my first ever NFT will be released on whatever that is, through the whatever that is. Uh, this is part of the journey <laughs> to bring cricket to the metaverse. Yeah. Uh, metaverse. Join Light Cycle Discord and stage. <laughs> hashtag Lord Botham, hashtag NFT. <laughs> Oh, I, so I, I saw this. I, I forget who it was, but one of the, the, the funny guys on Twitter, the funny cricket guys, was saying, I just want to hear Ian Botham say this tweet out loud. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds so fucking stupid. Mm, and he's right. Mm. In the metaverse, go to a Discord. Mm. Ian Botham doesn't Discord. know what a fucking Discord is. <laughs> so I want to know is, so he, right. is the NFT just these like um dick pic that he sent around. Yeah, is he like NFT and that up? I've yeah. seen that dick pic. It's oh, very well. easily searchable on good, Google. Good, I did good, it today. Good for you, Alan. And, yeah. and better how smart I am, I didn't do it on my work laptop. There you go. Ah, <laughs> Over to you, Paul. Yeah, You're recording this Zoom on your work laptop. I just um I just looked up what the metaverse was. A space in which users can interact with the computer generated environment. Now he says he wants to bring cricket into the metaverse. I would argue that Shane Warne Cricket 99 probably did that. Say <laughs> <laughs> cricket too. Already there. fucking there. What about, super, what about Super Cricket on Super Nintendo? Yeah, exactly right. Fuck me. Now, yeah. if you want to go, if we want to talk about beefy getting in inverted commas hacked, um, where a photo of a semi-rotund pale man with the face blurred out um, from uh, taken from below Nugget territory, <laughs> below Nuri territory, um, with the caption, uh, something like, do you want this baby XXXX? And that got tweeted out into the metaverse um, <laughs> a long time ago. Beefy said he got hacked. Mm. What he didn't say was, that is not a photo of me in any of this. Because <laughs> I read some of the, it was in 2020, I read a few of the, um, the interviews he did afterwards, and he never, he just says, I've been hacked, you know, by like, laughing it off or whatever. Yeah. But he didn't say it wasn't him. So he had a photo of himself like that on his phone, if he got hacked, which he fucking did it. He was trying to send a DM to someone and fucked up because yeah. he's like an octogenarian or whatever he is. <laughs> he doesn't know how to use fucking, he doesn't know how to use a metaverse properly, let alone Discord. I reckon they've seen him, these crypto blokes, they've seen him come and go, this bloke doesn't even know how to use a mobile oh, phone. Oh, yeah, we, we, it's 
Absolutely. Really what do they call it? A whale. The guy, <laughs> the big fellas in the in the um, casino. He's a whale. He'll make us yeah. all our money. Yeah, and um, I also think uh, that this is what he's bringing as the trade envoy to Australia. He's oh. <laughs> NFT, and not just to the metaverse. That's but to it. Australia. NFTs yeah. of his massively wrinkled nurries. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you seem to know a lot about them, Alex. But anyway, <laughs> just look to just, do that research. Just, it's really easy. Go to Google. Yeah, both of Twitter <laughs> hack. And then go to click on the images button and you'll see oh, now. Click on the images. Oh, okay. Which number was bigger, left or righty? <laughs> uh, well, you know, because it was sort of a perspective photo. Like one was a bit closer to the camera. So it looks bigger, but it might be the same size. Was one a five for Nari and it was in like one of those folders <laughs> with like the figures underneath? <laughs> with a plaque on it. One was, one was one where he just like rolled. Like Australia five for twenty, that one looked good. But the other one that was five for two hundred and fifty in the wacker, that one looked no. likely as. Yeah. Oh fuck! Yeah, there yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, for yeah, everyone playing back yeah, at home, I'm sorry. Oh. up with the. Oh, no one needs to see that, right? <laughs> Fucking shot. Well, the world saw it, and what, what I like to do because hey, I've got a new, I, I bought a new computer, and it's got a heaps of um, rainbow lighting on it. So I'm getting into hacking everyone. So what I like to do is go to famous people's phones, and then what I like to do is t- take an image off their phone, and then go to Twitter in their Twitter account, and just write, I. Oh, have how about this, babe? XX. Like just for one, I don't, I don't steal any of their money. <laughs> I don't, I don't hold the um, incriminating yeah. photo and try to blackmail them. I don't go into the bank account. I don't find out where they live. I don't do any of that. What I do is just post a picture of them nude with "I miss you, babe." XX. I um, I zoned out a bit. Are we still talking about Cox? When we talk about hang on, hang on. What have you got here? No, Ross. Yeah, it's Kumar Sangakara, the other famous. Picture. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I forgot about Kumar. He got hacked sir. too, did he? Must be he the same guy hacking him. Same guy. So yeah. um, See, this where these. Just sorry to finish off yeah. here. This where these NFT blokes a little bit smarter, right? Mm. So they're not hacking into both them and sending dick pics. They're hacking in and they're talking to him. And yeah. now they're getting them to tweet his yeah. stuff, and then they can take his money. They're actually yeah. not going to just send pictures. They're going to take his money. Am I um? My favourite NFT story, which is not cricket related, but I think this just sums up fucking NFTs for everyone playing at home. So there was um, a while ago during COVID, there was a whole NFT thing where they this one guy did all these like thousands and thousands of these weird looking like it was the same monkey in different colours and different you know, like rah rah rah, and they made he made like a million of them and they all got sold off as NFTs. So I think it was Seth Green from Robot Chicken Fame, or might have been Seth Rogan as one of the Seths bought one. For about yeah. twenty thousand dollars, and then had his NFT wallet hacked and stolen, and had to buy it back because he'd started creating a television cartoon show based around his character. So he needed it back so he could own the IP to release the TV show. Oh, brilliant! So he ended up paying nearly double of what he actually paid for it to ransom it and get it back. That's why <laughs> NFTs a are a barrel. fucking scam. Because if you own, you can own a painting or you can own a pair of jocks signed by Hulk Hogan. But guess fucking what? on your wall it's a lot harder to fucking steal exactly. them something yeah. on your fucking phone that someone could take yeah. off you what it's you've got Mick, is a fungible scam. token that's what you've got up on your mm. wall fungible mine's fully fungible yeah mm. there you go all right a bit of that, fungible growing on them 
That'll do us because the more we talk about beefy, the more Ross keeps showing me his dick in the Zoom chat. And I don't need to see it anymore. That is a, I, if, if I was looking the, to get sent a picture, I'd rather be sent Kumar's in a car. I don't want either of them. Well, I'm just saying, if I had to take one of the but, two, um, from there, picture. we're gonna we're gonna find this oh. show up. Does anyone have any listener feedback that doesn't involve pictures of dicks? Uh, what well, involved pictures? We talked to um, one of our prime listeners, Huss, on the weekend, and he was surprised by my general appearance. Um, <laughs> not because not it had changed at all, just because I look like this. You know, <laughs> deformed. No, he said cause he hasn't seen a photo of us zooming. That's right. We haven't, we haven't put a, a Zoom picture up, apparently. Yeah, so I didn't even realise we did that on a semi-regular basis. But, yeah, apparently you know, we, we did, which I don't remember guys. either. We could, we could hit pretty mass. Us. If we, uh, <laughs> if apparently, we if we Zoom more photo Zoom. more, it'll make us happy. So yeah. That'll yeah. be good, because you can see the let's fucking start. You've just taken a photo there of the... Oh, maybe good. that's just in my screen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know your, computers. You know <laughs> I know how to hack people. I know computers. Yeah, <laughs> I'm earning shitloads doing computers at the moment, Ross. I'll have you know. I'm yeah. going to hack it. I can't hack this anymore. <laughs> you couldn't hack it before we even started. <laughs> All righty. I think that'll do us. So, yeah, no more list. No, we didn't have any other list of feedback. So that will yeah. do us right here. Uh, so thank you one and all uh, for tuning in. Thank you to my other co-hosts. And like they say, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one and no one wants to see yours. All righty. That'll do us here at the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye-bye, everybody. You reckon this is like the bit yeah, us talking about cockers when Fonzie jumped the shark? Oh, 100%. Yeah. No, that's some of our best work that we've done <laughs> in, a, in a long time. What are you talking about? <laughs> Beefy's cock and balls. <laughs>